Good evening. It's Thursday, June the 4th, 2020. This is the 130th show.
Tonight, fears are rising about more spread of the coronavirus. An Associated Press report finds demonstrations have taken place in the 25 U.S. communities with the highest concentration of new cases. We're not really going to know uh, about the impact uh, for at least, I think, two weeks. In Minneapolis, where protesters are gathering by the thousands, a silent transmission could overwhelm hospitals. Our ICU care is virtually maxed out. Uh, we would not... Uh, be able to handle a 5 or 10% increase very easily. While reported cases are slowing down nationwide, the economic impact from the virus remains staggering. Nearly 1.9 million unemployment claims were filed last week, hitting more than 42 million since mid-March. But every week, the number of new claims drops slightly, a sign pandemic layoffs may be stabilizing as states reopen and more people return to work. In Las Vegas, casinos are now back in business. Universal's Orlando theme parks, owned by NBC's parent company, are welcoming annual pass holders again. And New York City is set to begin phase one of reopening on Monday. While businesses try to recover from the financial devastation of coronavirus, some cities now look unrecognizable. Entire blocks of stores already closed for months, now boarded up after looting, like these in Seattle. That broke my heart to see the small businesses who've been really trying to hang in there now have this other hurdle. Making the comeback so many need more challenging than ever.
There were times overnight when Washington was in chaos. There were running battles between protesters and police through the streets. And coursing through the crowd was a seething anger that only built as the evening wore on. Some activists at times pleaded with the police to show restraint. Why don't you guys stand up against the bad cops? Kneeling and begging them to see that there is another way than confrontation. What is your message to these police officers? My message to treat us like American citizens, to treat us like we matter, to treat us like you're actually here to protect and serve. There's no reason we gotta pull a gun out on us before actually trying to figure out the situation, to try to understand the situation. I've been shot nine times so far by rubber bullets. What have I done? I got bum rushed on my knee the same way with my hands up. This is just playing out just a few meters here from the White House. A row of police officers here trying to keep control. The White House and the president in lockdown. He is barricaded in that building while we've got protesters outside and a row of police officers trying to regain control of the nation's capital. There was vandalism and looting too by a tiny minority. And the police briefly lost control of this area around the White House. And were forced to make repeated charges. Several buildings were set alight. For some black activists, such acts of violence are themselves a tragedy. For these largely peaceful protests, powerful and eloquent, are in danger of being hijacked by more militant elements. This destruction is here because a lot of people are upset and they're tired of the police killing black men. But at the same time, if we want to, if we want the White House to, to hear us and be seen, we gotta come together or we gotta kneel. We gotta be peaceful. This, you see all this? No, this is not gonna get the message. They're gonna continue to ignore us because of this. These street skirmishes lasted for several hours. And this is just one city among dozens across the country that are experiencing this wave of unrest and the re-emergence of deep-seated racial grievances. Hear our voices, sit down with us, meet us at the table, and meet our demands. There is not systemic and uh, radical change to the criminal justice system. Then we can't save you from all the anger that the black people have. It's 400 years of pent-up aggression, 400 years of Jim Crow, of just outright oppression, and we're tired. So, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a boiling pot, and eventually it's gonna boil over. There is a sense that America is on edge, tested by a pandemic, and by a president who cannot hear the anguish outside of his own residence, tested most of all by this unfolding racial turmoil. Robert Moore, ITV News, Washington.
there's that video, Jennifer. And oh they, my they're, gosh, they're the speed at which that oh gosh that truck approached. What started as a fight for justice has descended into chaos. On a Minnesota freeway, a tanker speeds directly toward a crowd of protesters, narrowly avoiding catastrophe. Protesters chase down the truck and swarm over the cabin. Eventually the driver is dragged out and beaten by the mob. Before police arrive, dispersing the crowd and taking the driver into custody. 75 cities are living through these protests. Many are in flames. More than half have imposed curfews. In Atlanta, two officers have been fired for using excessive force, arresting two young African-Americans. Body cam footage shows the woman screaming for help. In Michigan, every car on this street is on fire. Windows smashed, tear gas deployed. Tell your brothers and sisters, we are not with this fight. Tear gas and rubber bullets too. In the beachside community of Santa Monica, a thousand National Guard soldiers are patrolling LA streets, helping 20,000 police on the ground. With so much division, chaotic confrontations have been taking place across the country. Well, this is the center of Washington DC, the capital city of the world's most powerful nation. And as you can see, the people have just totally taken over. No matter what the police and other authorities do across America to try to stamp down on this protest movement, it seems that it keeps springing back up. Protesters have defied Washington's first curfew, the National Guard deployed but hundreds demonstrated as close to the White House as they could. One thing is bringing protesters together. People all over the country have started kneeling, symbolic protest against police brutality. Now even police are joining in. George Floyd was the match that lit this explosion of violence. It's now taken a life of its own and even further charges against the others involved in his death may not be enough to stop it. David Lipson, ABC News, Washington.
This entirely peaceful protest was broken up with a volley of tear gas and with some of the most aggressive policing I have yet seen here. The reason for such action was not immediately apparent, for the curfew was still an hour away. Anyone on the road was beaten back. And we watched as the streets around the White House were cleared. And then we understood why this had happened. The president wanted to be seen visiting this local church at the epicenter of the unrest. So the rally was dispersed by troops and police. Where's he going? And Donald Trump walked out of the White House. And in the single most bizarre appearance of his presidency, he stood outside the church holding a Bible. The boarded up windows behind him sirens audible as the unrest continued around the corner. Hundreds of troops have now been deployed on Washington streets. Indeed, they were filmed entering the White House compound. Trump is now reframing his presidency in a way that will outrage many. I am your president of law and order and an ally of all peaceful protesters. But in recent days, our nation has been gripped by professional anarchists, violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters. These are not acts of peaceful protest. These are acts of domestic terror. Then he made a threat that may not even be constitutional. If the city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property, of their residents, that I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. Outside the White House gates, those protesters the president was labeling as anarchists were in fact pleading for the police to stop their baton charges. We watched as Simona implored officers to respect her rights. You know what it feels like? We have every right to be here. We have every right to live. You will hear our cry, you will hear our mother's cry. To the day you die, you will hear our mother's cry. And next to her, Salem, 19 years old, warned that patience was running out. Black Lives Matter! They wanted a revolution. They wanted a revolution. Just you wait. Just you wait, America. You think the days of peaceful protest are close to an end? This is peaceful, and yet they still don't care. Peaceful protests or violent protests, they don't care. Perhaps the most shocking sight we confronted was the deployment of troops. Well, this type of militarized policing is clearly an escalation. There's no attempt here to build a bridge to the African-American community. This is seen by the protesters as a direct insult. There seems almost no chance now that these protests will be quickly extinguished and America appears today to be heading down a dark and dangerous road. Robert Moore, ITV News, Washington.
It's all.